Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day explained and analysed by The Times of London, with me, Lou Newton and Toby Gillis. Ukraine is our order of the day because there's a lot to get our teeth into. Can Volodymyr Zelensky get the cash he needs out of the US Senate to continue fighting Russia? And if he doesn't, how ready is NATO for a potential Russian incursion into the alliance's territory? Vladimir Zelensky is heading to Washington. He's trying to unlock billions of dollars of aid for Ukraine because there was a vote on moving the bill forward last week and most Republican senators rejected it. So the Ukrainian president's going there himself to plead with politicians to pass it through the Senate. Alistair Dorber is the Times' correspondent in Washington and says the money's seen as vital by the White House who are keen to push Vladimir Putin's troops away from NATO territory. Every time the Americans need to provide more money, they need to get congressional approval. And the latest tranche of this money, about $61 billion, is currently gummed up in the Senate. So Zelensky's trip here is an effort to unjam the system, if you like, to convince American politicians that it's not wasted money and that the Ukrainians are making progress in the war. Without it, American money dries up at the end of the year and it would put Ukraine in a very, very difficult position. Well, what happens if this money wasn't there? The Russians would be able to take Ukraine. The Russian military is much, much stronger than the Ukrainian one. And that would put Russia right on NATO's border. America is a, is a member of NATO and should uh, Putin be emboldened by any successes he has in Ukraine and then move into the NATO territory, that would put American boots on the ground. And that's something that the White House and the American public at large is very, very keen to avoid. Zelensky will speak to senators from all parties, plus President Biden and the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. But the war is said to be at a bit of a stalemate, with neither Russia nor Ukraine having made much progress. Ambassador William B. Taylor, former American ambassador to Ukraine, says Ukraine can push Russian forces back, but only if the US provides this military aid cash. If we provide the Ukrainians with the support that they need to push the Russians back, that can lead to peace. That can lead to some discussions with the Russians at some point. But it does depend on our support. Most parts of the NATO alliance, I understand, are pretty solid. Here in Washington, there are voices um, who are beginning to ask questions about the support. But I would just emphasize that these voices, they're in the minority. They're loud sometimes. But my sense is there is still 
strong bipartisan support for assisting Ukraine. When it comes to a vote, the assistance package for Ukraine, my bet is it will pass. Loads about NATO in both the clips we've played you, and the US will be carefully watching some of its allies within that alliance today. After comments made by Germany's defence chief, Carsten Breuer, He's been discussing how Moscow is rearming on a massive scale and warned that the German military, or the Bundeswehr, is simply not in the position to defend itself or, crucially, NATO itself if the need arises. Breuer says they must get used to the idea that they may perhaps one day have to wage a defensive war, adding that the perfect world that many perhaps want to believe in no longer exists. I find that particularly interesting, Lou, because Donald Trump, for pretty much the entire duration of his term as US president, criticised most other NATO members, didn't he, for failing to match their promised contributions. If they're now admitting they don't have the resources to commit to their promise to the alliance, well... Well, what might Trump do if he wins a second term next year? Precisely, and a 17 billion euro gap in the country's finances gives no suggestion that they can spend their way out of the issue. It's one to watch for sure. Now to Gaza, where any hope of a further ceasefire looks doomed. Hamas insists it'll never release more hostages without Israel agreeing to a larger fee than the three-to-one ratio of prisoners to hostages they had before. It comes as Israel suggests it's not far from having taken over all of Gaza from Hamas, at least above ground. The Times' Richard Spencer in Tel Aviv says Hamas's comments back that up. It's an upping of the ante, if you like. But also, it's, I think it's just a sign of the war is reaching not an end game quite yet, but it's reaching the sort of area where, where people are starting to think about how the end game works. Hamas is still resisting in, in a couple of pockets in the north. There's a big battle going on in the centre of Khan Yunis, the big city in the south. So I think Hamas is saying, you know, don't expect us to give up, don't expect us to surrender. Even if you capture all of Gaza, we will still be underground, we'll still be in the tunnels and we'll still have the hostages. So don't think that even if you get ground control over Gaza, you've finished us off. And it's worth adding Israel's had its first talks today about what exactly to do with Gaza when, or if, it does take full control there. There's a fresh nature versus nurture debate in France that the government has effectively launched. It's clear President Macron's centrist coalition thinks that it's mainly about nurture because it's proposed a plan to punish parents whose children commit criminal offences. Yeah, this has all come in response to the summer rioting there, with ministers blaming single-parent families for the violence, which all began after police shot dead a 17-year-old at the wheel of a car in June. So the punishment if your kid commits an act of vandalism could be that you're forced to maybe make a payment to charity right the way up to community service. Your crime? Deficiency in your parenting. It's actually an existing law that the French want to add to. So at the moment, parents can actually be sent to jail if they don't fulfil their legal obligations, which extend to ensuring they're healthy, safe, moral and educated. And the Times' man in Paris, Adam Sage, told us at this stage it's not clear what else parents would have to do to avoid punishment. That's a moot point and that would need to be worked out by the government. Essentially, the proponents of this measure, what they say is that if children commit a crime, uh, one could imagine that an absent father who has been completely absent 
and who possibly hasn't been paying the allowance that he should be paying to the family or something like that might find himself imposed some sort of community service order. Now, during the riots in the summer, we saw some very young children, as young as 11 uh, in one case, out committing arson attacks late at night after midnight. It may be that that a court would decide in, in, in similar instances in the future, carrying out an arson attack at a time when an 11-year-old perhaps should be home in bed, while the parents might be might be questioned as to why that child was out and what they did to prevent the child being out. Ministers in France see the new plan as a restoration of authority within family units, insisting it's not old-fashioned to bring in a law like this, and it seems most agree with them. A poll there suggests there's widespread support for it, 61% of those who responded, in fact. Picture an English pub in the countryside with old-fashioned wooden beams and flower baskets hanging from the windows. Lovely. It sounds perfect, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, the real story is not as idyllic as it sounds, after a landlord, who happens to be a former NFL player, has accused the owner of racial discrimination. So this is Lorne Sam, you might remember if you're a Packers or Broncos fan, and his pub, the Carrington Arms in Leicestershire, which he says he's been forced to shut down, claiming the owners didn't like the decoration or food And the dispute, he says, was motivated by his race. Alex Stroud says Sam actually had to go because he owes £13,000 in rent, adding that any racism claims are ludicrous. The case is expected to go to a full trial next year. Okay, Toby, have you ever wondered how Drake sleeps? Who? (laughs) Drake. Okay, so clearly not top of the list of the things you think about. Well, let me tell you that he sleeps on a mattress that costs £1 million. It's made by Hastons in Stockholm, and Drake apparently has the Grand Vividus model. Lovely. Here at the Times, we were so curious about what makes a mattress worth so much money that the Times' Kiara Brown went to find out for us. The bed was incredibly comfortable. You can tell that it has a lot of layers to it. It also has this thing where it basically has to breathe out over time because it uses so many natural materials. So you need like 15 minutes for it to mold to the shape of your body. But in that time, I really did feel like I wasn't moving at all, which I typically do overnight when I sleep in most mattresses. I'll like toss and turn. And this one, like it kind of enveloped me so much that it was extremely comfortable. Kiara also told me that you can hear the horse hair, yes, the horse hair rustling around when you move. You can read her full review on the Times' website now. That is all we've time for today. Thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the Times of London. And we'll see you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.